Do you ever feel like nobody is listening to you in sporting life? Do you watch a team play and think that you could do it better, or that you could manage it better? Do you sit at home and wonder what the people in charge are actually doing? If you can relate to any of these feelings, then stop right there and celebrate, because you've found the perfect outlet to share your opinions and views, the Football Ranter Podcast. You Southern Shandy drinkers can get fucked as the North rules the Premier League. Go on, tell me otherwise and the Astrid Bird best stick to OnlyFans as she knows jack about football. Is this how you feel about football? Do you love the North, but hate the South? Is Klopp an idiot? Would you drop kick pep? Do you dream of having hair like Arteta? Do West Ham fans remind you of orcs? Does Harry Kane spit a lot? Is the MLS a home for has-beens? If so then Football Ranter is your home. Listen up. This damn podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. We're talking mature themes and adult content here, so don't come crying to us if it offends your delicate sensibilities. Consider this your only warning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to Football Ranter Podcast. As always, you've got myself here, Abom. I hope we're all doing well. Joined to my right is El Chapo. How are we, sir? Mate, I'm doing absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But as always, and as with every single week uh, that we talk about this, if you're easily offended, can I suggest you fuck right off right now because this is going to be a lot of fucking swearing. I'm right in the mood for it. Fuck off if you don't like it. If you don't like that, me telling you to fuck off, send me an email. Just fuck off, whatever happens, if you don't like swearing. But of course, if you do like swearing and you're right with that and you're right with a little bit of banter that goes on, there might be a little bit on the edge then. This is the podcast for you. If not, as I say, revert, go back five, ten seconds and do exactly what I'm telling you to do. How's that sound, Abel? Sounds all right. Just to clarify, was there anything you wanted to say specifically around? Yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, Great. just wait. Fuck off if you don't like it. That's all I'm thinking. Just in case we need to edit things down, you know, just to get to the point <laughs> a bit quicker. So, brilliant. And um, twiddling the dials, dealing with all the techie stuff. Dr. Q, how are we, sir? Yeah, you're right. Fantastic. Always happy to hear your lovely dulcet tones there, Dr. Q. And glad to hear you're excited as usual. Um, it's been a few weeks, boys. We've had a little bit of a of a, um, a hiatus, I would say. We've had a little break. Um, well, let's, let's call it an international break. I mean, I've actually been away, as, as you know, um, myself. But um, again, for, for full transparency, our last show was episode 10, which was the... Um, where we, where we focused a lot on mental health, um, yeah. had some fantastic feedback on that. Uh, thank you for those who did send in some comments and feedback, and thank you for everyone who listened to it. Um, we're really glad that you you enjoyed it. And once again, don't want to dwell on it. If you did suffer from any of the things that we have spoke about and you want to reach out, you can reach out to us or you can reach out to the various forms um, and links that we did post on the on the chat as well. Um, but again, full transparency, we have recorded a show since then. Um, but once again, it, it didn't record properly. And I think, was it down to me this time or not? I don't quite know. I'm not, I'm not saying a word, but fuck yes, it was down to you. All I'm saying is like, well, the one time it didn't record was when Dr. Q was, wasn't was with us and we were kind of putting it down to that. But this one, there was all three of us. Um, so I don't quite know. I, I was in the murder hotel at the time, so we could blame that. 
<laughs> they're barricaded in the murder hotel. But yes, <laughs> we have had some technical issues. Um, and that's what happens because we're a bunch of cheap asses and we've got a shit platform we do our podcast on. So if you do want to actually sponsor us, and Marmite, we're looking at you right now. Um, if you do want to sponsor us, if you do want to make a, a big thing, be part of this family, then please help us get some decent software to do some recording. <laughs> if not, just part with the spurious shit that we get, that you get in and out on your feed every now and again because we're doing it off our own backs and out of our own money. And we're also happy to accept other yeast extract, extract brands as well. Um, you know, I don't just want to restrict it to Marmite. I'm sure Aldi do a lovely version that we could get sponsored by as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, but here we are back. We're back with Ranta. And I think we're back with what I would call a classic episode of Ranta. Would you agree, chaps? I've got a lot to say. I'm sure you have. Uh, before <laughs> we go any further, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know we've been gone a couple of weeks, but, you know, I don't think the world's changed that much. Well, it depends, depends on who you support and who your club is, really, because I think the world has changed. I've got quite a few, I've got quite a few from in and around the leagues. Um, that's interesting. But you know what, Abom? I generally think, as we start to do this, we need to really go to, to, to the Manchester derby, well, I think. If we could just hold fire one moment, please, whoa, before we whoa. get into Renter. I just want to do a couple of shout-outs, if I may. Oh, OK. Got some personal shout-outs. But also, I want to just pay a little bit of respect to Sir Bobby Charlton, who obviously, oh, unfortunately, absolutely. recently passed away. Before we get onto the Manchester derby and the vitriol that's going to come from that, I thought it'd be a little bit of a time to respect Sir Bobby and what he's done for football, Manchester United, obviously, England. Uh, it was sorry to see, I would say, a genuine legend of the game pass away. Yeah, yeah, and, and at such a shit time for Manchester United as a club. It was interesting, you know, there was a lot of... I was at the um, Arsenal game um, this weekend, as you know, and um, there was a picture of him came up, and I've got to say, every single fan... I was really proud, actually, because every single fan, um, to, you know, put their hands together and we claps and claps and claps all the way through. It was really, it's really respectful. There wasn't any booing. There wasn't any BS, the whole lot. Uh, I think genuinely a true legend. And you could put, I think you could put uh, Mr. Charlton there right up with um, the likes of Pele and people like that, to be honest with you, because I just think he was um, such a talisman. And there's that picture that's going around of um, him with Ronaldo um, in there and, and stuff. So, so yeah, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we've, lo- we've lost an amazing figure and a great advocate for the game. And I think he always held himself very, very well. Whenever you saw him on television in public, he always held himself very, very well. Uh, and he was liked by all. I don't really know many people who had a bad word to say about him, and rightly so, and rightly so. Um, so, yeah, uh, RIP Sir Bobby. Um, may you rest in peace. Uh, also, got a couple of shout-outs from personal. If you can quickly run through these, lads, I hope oh, you don't yeah, mind. Mate. Um, we've got a regular listener to the show, uh, a guy called Lee Air, um, sent a little message on our Facebook group. Um, obviously, congratulating us, on, congratulating us on episode 10. Said we've done a sterling job on that. And again, we really appreciate the comments. Uh, also wanted just to give him a shout out to him and his coaches. They do coach a team up in Lincolnshire, uh, St. Helens, under 11 side. Uh, I, I know they've got a very, very strong side and they're very, very proud of the, of the boys there. So big shout out to the boys and all the coaches involved. Um, also, like I mentioned, I have been overseas. And I, um, as you do, you, you go to a bar, you watch football and you yes, get mate. chatting to men. You know, as always, especially if you're wearing your team's kit. I, I was going to say, I've been in a few pubs. I got chatting to men in San Francisco and it didn't end well. But did you have your Arsenal shirt on, though? 
I, well, there was arse going on, but it weren't mine. I'm telling you that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we move on. That's that. That's a story for another time, I'm sure. Um, so there's a couple of guys who I met. Um, I was over in in the Caribbean the last couple of weeks. Very lucky to do so. Uh, while I was there watching the Arsenal game, um, I met. Uh, I'm going to give these guys nicknames. Um, I've got Cruise Control Mike, uh, who was out there working for P&O Cruises. He was out there for three weeks doing a bit of work. Uh, sat there, watched the Chelsea game with him, said I'd give him a bit of a shout out. So really good to meet you, Mike. Uh, if I know you won't be listening just yet because you're going to still be out there. Uh, but when you are back, do give us a shout. And also a weird one, I want to give a shout out to Additional Dave. Um, again, another gooner. Um, I met Dave initially. This is a weird story as well. I met Dave initially when Arsenal were playing Seville, both wearing the old green Arsenal third shirt, got chatting away, bloody, bloody bar. A couple of days, just see him. Hi, how you doing? And then the Arsenal Sheffield United game at the weekend, sat down watching it with him. A bit more of an in depth conversation. So he's like, yeah. you know, where are you from? I was told him where I'm from. He was like, oh, I live 10 minutes down the road from you. I was like, oh, great. What do you do for a living? He only goes and teaches the same school as my lad goes to. Just Are you like kidding? No. <laughs> and then my lad come over and I said, This gentleman works at your school and he he recognised him straight away and the shock and horror on my son's <laughs> face. I uh, wish uh, I had my uh, camera ready. He was just like he didn't know what to do. He didn't know whether to panic, laugh. So he just gave a little nervous hello and then ran away again, basically. Um <laughs> but it is a small world, you know, you fly halfway across the world and you meet yeah. someone who teaches in the same school as your son. So, yeah, he's a maths teacher, or what, what, by the way. Hence, additional Dave. Additional I like Dave. additional Dave. I'm yeah. liking them already. And cruise control mate as well. <clears throat> exactly. Um, so, send us your rants, mate. Send us, you got the number. Send the notes. Send us your rants. Come on. Exactly. Let us know what you're thinking. And no. also, also, there's a friend. I want, to, I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of the show, Danny Waldron. Remember old Danny? Big Dan. Um, Big Dan. So, uh, he's doing very, very well. Job, he is doing amazingly well. So obviously, I've, I'm following Danny's career. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you know friends of the show will be. Uh, he is currently not only top scorer for his new club, Russell Athletic, but he is the top scorer in the Vanarama Conference League North. Uh, he scored ten, ten goals this season in fourteen appearances. Um, he's lads on fire. Uh, and the last, I think, he scored three games ago. He scored four goals in a game bless him. He scored again at the weekend, scored last week, so he's on a hot run of form. Uh, again, we were talking about, we chatted to him about, can he make that step up? I think he's proven that he definitely can, so well done, Danny. It's great to see you banging in the goals. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you soon. Score got one more, isn't he? Score got next level. Score well, ne- next level is that conference. You know, one, one below the professional league. I think he's he, he's definitely up for that. I hope, he's, um, I hope he's got a good bloody goal bonus as well in his contract. Well, you'd hope so. I hope so. If not, we'll, we'll have to become an agent, I reckon, and, and sort that I'll out be, for him. I'll do some negotiation. It I might definitely, be out, of, out of all of us, I think it should be you being his agent, Danny. I know you said you've got one, but if he ain't got you a goal bonus sorted, then, then Chapo's on the case. Yeah, we're chatting. Yeah, anyway, we're I know, Chapo, you seem eager to go to the northern part of the Premier League. Would that be right? Well, you know, look, I, I think it's been a very eventful... A uh, few days. It's been a very interesting uh, game. So some some really interesting games uh, that have been going on. But um, yeah, obviously we had the Manchester derby, and it's always a bit of fun, isn't it? Um, it's always a bit of fun. Depends always... what side <laughs> you're on. Depends what colour you you follow. Yeah, 
Well, I think as a neutral, um, as a neutral, I think I think is is really funny. Um, but there was there was one thing um, there was one thing that the uh, uh, that I picked up. So I watched the game, and obviously, um, what was interesting, it did look like the Man United players had Crocs on when they uh, came on in the first half, and they were all, all the straps were broken on their Crocs. Um, and then um, you know, second half they picked up, and it was all fucked by them. But as the Man City fans were singing, did you hear what the Man City? Do you watch? Did it, do you guys watch the game at all? Yeah, I didn't see it unfortunately. <laughs> Next. That was singing, right? Old Trafford is falling down. Ten Hag's a fucking clown. Glazers stayed ten more years. Man City on the beers. But they were just... It was yeah, relentless. It was fucking relentless. They were singing that. I was absolutely killing myself laughing when I heard that, which oh. I thought was re- really funny. I've got to say, I thought it was really funny. If you're a United fan, it is just relentless, isn't it? <laughs> it just... It just... It not, nothing gets better. It like... It just, it's a bit like, I mean, we'll come to Chelsea, I'm sure, at some point, but it's a similar sort of thing where they they give like this sort of really great 60, 70 minutes against Arsenal and people are like, oh, Chelsea are back. And then the following game, they lose 2 0 at home to Brentford. I mean, it just, you know, it's like there's, there's no hope in sight. <laughs> just... But this is why we love football. You know, it's... I think stuff like this, you get a little glimmer of hope. Again, United had that. We're going to talk about a certain midweek game, but United had a glimmer of hope, got a scrappy result in the week, and then play City, thinking they might, you know, they're going to raise their game at any game. It was going to be the City game, wasn't it? I have seen the highlights, by the way. I just didn't see the game in full. Uh, but, I mean, they were awful, weren't they, from what I saw in the highlights? They weren't in that game at all. I saw Ten Hag saying, oh, it was a bad penalty decision. Did he not see the rest of the game? Like... Like, you know, he was kind of blaming it on that one decision that was the yeah. whole game. It was like, come on now, mate. They I were mean... lucky they didn't get punted 6-0. Anana saved them, I have to say. And all the shit that, I, I, like, again, I have to say, all the shit that he's been getting, um, it, I think he redeemed himself. Three was very lucky because it should have been five or six, you know, um, out there. And, and you know, when, when McTominay's your leading guy who's belting down the middle, um, to do it, it, it's just interesting. It was uh, an interesting game. I say Man City were laughing their heads off, and I don't even think Man City got out of gear. It wasn't until the second half that they uh, brought on, you know, that they brought down. Then you had this, you had this moment when they brought Count Dooku on um, against uh, an, an Anthony, and Anthony was just like, it's just the shit. Like he's just so shit. Um, he's so shit. And of course, there's been a few few tweets. I've got one or two. <laughs> oh my! I have two actually. I've got a few to share. <laughs> um, about Anthony, but yeah, it, it, it was it wasn't you know when I think of the Manchester derbies, I think of these blood and guts kind of games, and it's absolutely flat out. But it just wasn't anywhere near it. It wasn't anywhere near it. So um, so yes, why don't, why don't we so why don't we start there? Why don't we start there, A bomb? What do you think? Yeah, I, I dare say, let's say, I mean, like, I, if if you're like me, I, I, there was quite a lot of tweets we could have read out on socials around Man United. I mean, uh, Anthony had a little bit of use. I mean, but again, hardly surprising the hashtag Ten Hag, Ten Hag Out was trending. And it has oh, yeah. been trending for the most of the day and last night. So um, I've got a few around that, if I may start. That's right. Go, go, my friend, go. So um, there was one that someone posted called the United Stand. Um, and the tweet went out which said 
This is all right, by the way. It was the reply that I liked. So he just put, there are concerns within the dressing room that the intensity of the training sessions set up by Ten Hag and his staff are contributing to fatigue and in some cases injuries. Fair comment, says um, Rob Dawson, ESPN, they were referencing. So Lydia Tarfan, who goes at JLo underscore Azad. I don't quite know where the two work, but they do. She just simply replies, Ten Hag is a fucking idiot who is clearly out of his depth and needs to fuck off. But the same goes for these lot of greedy, lazy bastards as well who have sat on their asses for years now enjoying the ridiculous wages and doing fuck all on the pitch. She ain't happy. She really ain't. She sounds demanding to me. Sounds That sounds like a high maintenance. Just putting it out there. Lydia, but high maintenance Lydia. There is, there is, but there is actually quite a lot of those types of ten hogs out of his um, out of his uh, depth and that type of stuff, which I, I'm not really sure to be honest. If that's the case, what do you think, um, Q? What ten hog? <laughs> ten hogs. Ten hog is not the problem. It's <laughs> it, it's it's a collective problem. I mean, I think we talked about it before when they went one 0 up against Galatasaray. Yeah, where. Once they won the up, the fans start cheering Glazers out, and you're like, "Yeah, all yeah. right, but this is not going to help." Like, and absolutely punting Harry Maguire and Anana, you know what? You, it it doesn't work. You can't like in this sort of like full on misery attitude that they've got. It's like and. Listen, we, we spoke about it a while ago, didn't we, when we sort of said about, you know, when you look at other clubs yeah. and the situations they're in as you look down the, the football pyramid, it's that they're living in la-la land. You know, it, it's they're in they're in the Champions League, for fuck's sake. You know, yeah. what, what what do they want? It's, we're not as good as City. Well, neither is fucking anyone else. So yeah. it's, it's just bad luck for them that it's Manchester City that happens to be so fucking good, you know. Now and again, you know, I, I, I've been lucky enough to not have it in my lifetime where like Birmingham City are lording it over <laughs> Villa. Um, but you never know. You never know what's in the future. The same with Arsenal. You know, you had a, a few collective years there where obviously Tottenham were the ones who were were were, were like in the driver's seat, and now it's now it's been switched around. It's it's football. Yeah, but. In, fa- in fairness to that, though, no, you're right. We're, we're Tottenham had a really good team. They play real, but they still won fuck all. So there you go. <laughs> I knew you Dude. weren't going to take that very well. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was waiting to see whether Chapo would just let that one be and like let it go. I mean, we was... both knew he wouldn't. Yeah, it never... that's that itch. It's the itch that I can't scratch. Yeah, I was waiting uh... to see like how long the silence would have lasted between Q saying that, but it was literally <laughs> not even a second. So well done, well done on that. <laughs> I've, I've got I've got a couple more I just want to quickly read out. This one maybe I mean, if you want to just get to the point, never broke again Benny, um who has actually trademarked that name by the way. Never broke again Benny trademarked. Like it's it. just it's just put Eric Ten Hag must fuck off, plain and simple. You can't argue with that. It was plain and simple. And yeah. if you if you ever if there's ever a, a tweet that where the first line is I've had a drink, but you know, you know it's yeah. going you know yeah. to be a good tweet. So this was from um, first Dan, Dan Broco. Tweet of the, um, of the uh, first This is from Danny Broco, uh, possibly my favourite handle this week, from 
at the Dalai Lama. I quite like. So already he's got the Dalai Lama and he starts off with, I had a drink, but he's put, I've had a drink, but I miss Ollie. And all you nerds flirting with the idea of Ten Hag being the problem are going to put me in the position where I'm saying the same thing in a couple of years. Fuck off with this merry-go-round. The club is rotten. We are shit. Get used to it. Done. Well, well done, Dan- Danny Lama. He ain't, he ain't happy. He's had a drink, though. Let's be careful. We've got to tweet Danny Lama because I think he's absolutely brilliant. I agree. I agree. What you got? You got any, any tweets from United? Well, do you know, I have actually. I have got one or two, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, it actually comes from uh, NUFC HQ. Right. So, um, <laughs> just the greatest, yeah, for how the mighty have fallen, eh? It just says, is at NUFC underscore HQ. Fuck off, Man United. Fuck off, Ten Hag. Up the mags. <laughs> Which I thought, okay, Jesus Christ. Not seeing Newcastle being able to say that. No, that's um, true, actually. I remember the old days when it was Newcastle United had that little bit of a rivalry. He's probably pulling it back to those days, isn't he? Um, there's one from Liam Clark, and it's uh, at Liam's... Uh, it's at Liam Clark, but he's replaced it with an X, like the uh, A with an X on the Clark. He said, get this manager out! Exclamation mark. He's so bad. Everything he does is so, so wrong. It literally is time to fuck off now, Ten Hag, which I thought was very interesting, um, really, because... That, uh, and I have seen, there's, there's quite a few of them that actually, even for me, I couldn't put on the show were that bad. Um, and I think it's getting to a point where, where they need to kind of wind up. There was one I saw from Gary Neville, who is the most medicated fucking tweeter I've ever seen. And he's, 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 he's like, yeah, it, it would be, I would win every single time. If I had exclusivity on Gary Neville, um, I, I think I would win the uh, medicated tweet of the show uh, award. But he sort of basically turned around and said, he was talking about Ten Hag spending and how much Ten Hag's actually spent and, and all that. And he says, it's just the Glazers overreacting when they get worried when things aren't going right. So it's their fault that we're playing badly, not Ten Hag's fault. Oh, come on. Like, fuck off, Gary. Yeah, um, but, um, uh, right, what was it? United District. So, underscore United District, right? It says, Ten Hag's preference for Anthony comes... For, uh, for the most part, because he follows instructions and wants to play on the right wing. He's got a little picture of Anthony on there. And um, um, so there's, there's one from a guy called uh, Amanutu Am- 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 is coming. Uh, is he? Yeah, yeah, apparently so. But I think that's he's, he's a rapper. He says, if he's following instructions, then him and Ten, Ten Hag need to fuck off. Um, which was Which I thought was interesting because... Um, there was one about, yeah. There was there, there was one one. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into that. I'm not, I can't read that because <laughs> generally we will get fucking banned for reading. Just that to up. clarify, was that bloke one of the blokes you met in the bar in San Francisco? No, 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 no. It wasn't one of them. I, I genuinely, genuinely, just... genuinely, the guy. So, so <laughs> generally, right. The, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go into. That. I will tell everybody <laughs> offline, but it was the most fucking mental night I've ever had in in this game. I was just going by his Twitter Twitter handle. But no, no, no. Yeah, he picked it up quite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not coming. They're definitely not. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and then there was a fight in the toilet. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, let me let me go for that. So there's one there's one that I thought was going to be. It's a bit controversial. This one. Um, mm. It says it's called at it's at awful football opinions. Which I think he needs to come on. It's awful. I think football. I need to be following this straight away. Yeah. <laughs> so at, 
At awful football, yeah, at awful underscore football. It says Sir Alex Ferguson really was one of the most overrated oh, managers of all time. He inherited a super squad that Steve Bruce could have won trophies with. And as soon as it started aging, he he had no ball back in. He dipped. I'm just going to let you sit there and take that one on. I mean, I'm not the biggest Ferguson fan, but come on now. You're talking about medicated tweets. I think that one's the winner right there. I mean, I know that's obviously, you know, bad football opinions or whatever it is. Awful football opinions is the name, but come on. I mean, <laughs> so uh, yeah, got a little bit out of hand on that one. Um, got one from a guy called um, Sagir Ahmed, right? And it's at Sagir Seven. It says, taking a deal, it's his son for the first Champions League game, um, Man United Copenhagen, which might be a good um, segue. And we play shit in the first. Uh, we we play so shit in the first half that my son ends up talking more about the camera positioning for VAR. Hashtag Ten Hag, what are you doing to all of us? <laughs> but I'm gonna. This is <laughs> the fucking. I like even your own son. But this is a good one, actually. This is a good one, and it is a conspiracy theory concept. And I know Q oh, loves it. Q loves. He does love a good conspiracy theory. Fucking doesn't. He's so <sighs> Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not having that. Q and I Do you know what? If there's, if there's two things Q loves, it's a conspiracy theory and your bell. That's fucking it. bell. <laughs> Shove that up your fucking arsehole. <laughs> United underscore J, right? United underscore J. At Johnny 011239. Penalties awarded last season. You can see where this is going. Man City, 10. Newcastle, 6. Spurs, Six, still didn't get anywhere. Arsenal, four. Liverpool, four. Chelsea, four. Manchester United, three. Right, that's last season. Penalties awarded this season. Arsenal, five. Liverpool, four. Chelsea, three. Manchester City, two. Manchester United, one. I'm sorry, we can't compete. You can't compete, mate. Because you're fucking shit and can't actually string a pass together. That's why, you, not because you can't get penalties, because you can't fucking string a, a, a pass together, nor can you fucking hit the back of the net. That's why you, you can't. Got, you've got to get in the penalty area first to get a penalty. I think that's yeah. the bit he doesn't understand. Johnny, you salty fucker. Go on. Just, just you know, try something else. Try try something else because... Lacrosse. <laughs> Give lacrosse I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him at lacrosse. Oh, yeah, yeah, he might take his fucking eye out. I sorry. wouldn't trust him to open the tin of beans that was already fucking open. <laughs> yeah, his mum had opened for him and left the fucking instructions on how to open. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Um, I've got a couple more Man United tweets, if I may read these out, just go, to finish go, off go. the segment. Um, this one comes from someone goes by Ten Hag, Ten Hag, Ten Hag, at Ten Hag 72, which is, you know, so I'm guessing he's a fan somewhere along okay. the line. I'll say this in bold writing. Bold writing. <laughs> Ten Hag's nan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the, the, the picture looks like Ten Hag's granddad, to be fair. Um, anyway, he says, I'll say this. If I see any player coming out and apologising, I'll vomit in their face. Fair enough. I don't know how you're going to see them. If you can't be asked in a derby, fuck off. I don't want to hear from you. End of. He, he wants to be sick. Um... There was also one here from, um, sorry to mention it, Chapo, but uh, Jay at THFCJ. 
Um, who's put the best thing Daniel Levy done was tell Eric Ten Hag to fuck off after the interview, which you know is allegedly Spurs turned down Ten Hag. I'm not sure how true that was, but evidently that's probably the best thing like that, that Levy done, apparently. Yeah, um, I think it was probably because Ten Hag wanted more money that he told him to, to go away. And obviously, <laughs> Levy's a massive fan of spending money. Um, and just a couple of quick ones here <clears throat> I've got one from Dublin via Moston who says, Ten Hag is clueless, time to fuck off, horrible performance. I've got Easy Money Sniper. You know, if you need a job done, go to Easy Money Sniper. He's the one. Ten Hag can fuck off. Absolute shite of a manager. And also I've got Conrad Cooney. Fuck off, Ten Hag. Useless CUNT. I'm not going to read that out. We're better than that. Hashtag Man United shocking performance and selection yeah, per normal. Hashtag Ten Hag. Are we, are we better than that? No, we're not. I'll be, yeah. But we're still we're still not halfway through the show, so I don't want to start getting the sea. Don't want to start a bomb. Don't do the sea bombs this early. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I guess it's 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 shooting fish in a barrel, isn't it? It's easy. It's easy to just blame the manager, but it it's not. I I'm not seeing really anything that he's doing that's ridiculously wrong. Like it's just the fact that this set of players don't seem to gel. They have a striker who could, who genuinely could be a top top striker. He looks fucking brilliant, but yeah. but they're just they're not they're not playing together as a team. Now, obviously, there is something deeply unhappy going on in that club, um, but it's I don't think changing the manager is going to going to make a difference. No, I don't think so either. Um... I think, I don't know what needs to happen, whether they need that ownership change or whether they just need to get relegated and come back up again. I mean, that's not going to happen, obviously, but I don't know. Like you just said, we've had, we've had a chat about United numerous times on this show about there's something much more rotten to the core there since Ferguson left, really. You know, um, it hasn't, it's, it's got better in patches, but generally overall, it's not, as it? They've tried loads of different managers, some very high-profile managers, and there's just something not right there. I mean, the only kind of common denominator, I, goes, I guess, is the, the ownership. But it's not like the owners haven't given them money to spend. But it's, it, it, it's more about from the bottom to the top. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you don't, it's continuation, isn't it? You know, United, near the end of Fergie's tenure, Fergie wasn't stupid. He knew that that was the last team that was going to compete. You know, he knew that, you know, the youth were not coming through. You know, it was just how it was. He knew that the people that run the club were not putting the money in the right places. So you can keep, you can keep buying 140 million pound strikers as much as you like. It actually won't make any difference, not in the long run, because ultimately, if you're not running things right from the bottom to the top, it, it, it it's fucked. Yeah, and it ta- like we've talked about before, like it did with Arsenal, like it did with Manchester City, it takes a good ten years to to get it back on its feet again. Yeah, definitely. So well, we will see how long. And we will see how far into this series and episodes we get before they do get back on top. I'm thinking we're on episode 11 now. It might be a few more. It might be a few more than that. Mm. Um, 
Are we settled on United? Are we done with United for now? Because we're, we're chatting I, a lot about them already. I think I found. Look, look I have found one. I just just one more. Sorry, I, I'm up. I know I did say I was going to stop, but you know, like Johnny, Johnny, um, or sorry, should I say United J has got fucking adding up problems. Well, I'm going to, and, and obviously the whole you know conspiracy theorist. I've got one. There's a guy called United Proxy, UTD Prox, or PR uh, PR at PR eight. X, Y, A. He said, only two players should stay. Hoyland and Inanna, and all the rest can fuck off. Well, listen, dickhead, you need 11 fucking players on the pitch. So a goalie and a striker ain't going to, like, work your maths out. Yeah, work your maths out. And that's it for me. That's me done. That's me done on Man United. It's a sad, sad state of affairs um, when when you see that. Uh, uh, the, the other one, of course, is, I'm not sure we're going to cover it, um, is I would I'd love to get you your guys' feelings on the uh, points deduction that's potentially that, that potentially could happen for Everton when there's a hundred. Well, it's amazing you said that because that <laughs> was on one of my that was on one of my topics of conversation. So let's discuss on your to do list. Was it? It on was on my to do list, which I actually <laughs> do have a to do list um, of things that I want to cover. Yeah, I think it's very interesting because Everton are actually obviously being investigated for one breach. Okay, yeah. one. Let's be. Let's let's break it down. One breach of yeah. FFP irregularities, and they're facing potentially a twelve-point deduction. Um, I think this could set a massive precedent if they are found guilty, and depending on what they get sanctioned, if they get sanctioned, could have massive ramifications on a number of clubs. Wolves, obviously, Man City. We know about potentially Arsenal. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, what what are you thinking, chap? Oh, just actually, one thing I will say is obviously irrelevant as to what the feelings are. Uh, our, our respect also to Mr. Mr. Kilmeade, yeah, yeah, and his family because he did do a lot outside of that. So, a lot, along with um, Mr. Charles, Mr. Kilmeade as well, and his family, hundred um, percent. Our sincere condolences. Um, what do I think? I think look, ultimately, if if you've done something wrong, that includes Arsenal and everybody else. And I know we've been investigated a few times. If we've done something wrong, then you need to pay the price for it. If you have 150 alleged um, FFP um, infractions, then you've got to pay the price. If one of them gives you 12, then fuck me. And you know you'll see players banned for 10 months for for you know we've seen a lot of players being banned at the moment for their um what's it uh gambling and all that sort of stuff why is it taking so long for man city to be looked at i'm sorry why is it taking so long i yeah look, i agree um that was actually the point that i was going to make as to it's so we can quickly tie up and give everton points deduction and they do it as we've seen other clubs down the leagues get the same yeah. thing. But Manchester City's will go on for what two, three years. Yeah, yeah, because because they're the ones who are going to tie it up. They've already stalled it enough already, haven't they, City? Yeah. So, I think the interesting thing I've seen is that the Premier League are demanding this from the independent panel. They're seeking twelve points as the maximum punished if they're found guilty. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, they're not saying it will be 12 points. That's They're looking up to 12 points. I mean, the Premier League have obviously got it massively in for Everton for some reason or another. If They're pushing this so much. Did you see Jamie Carragher's comment around it as well, which made me quite chuckle? Did you see that? No, no I didn't. I'm I mean, surprised. nothing, nothing right. usually makes me chuckle about Carragher, but he did say if Everton get deducted 12 points, surely that means Man City end up in the Conference North. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly it. Which, um, which on argument, and I, I don't usually agree with him, it's hard to disagree with because that is the case. But I think, like you said, it's going to get wrapped in red tape. But again, what you'll find is if Everton do get this, Everton will push for that city push, push, push for that City decision because they're not going to be made, want to be made scapegoats of it. Obviously, I think up until now, Chelsea have been the only ones really who had any kind of sanction, which was what, two transfer windows, three transfer windows they are banned from? It's a year and um, a half, wasn't it? Or a year and a half, yeah. So that's been the only one really so far. Um, but I've also read today again that Wolves are potentially still in trouble and they might still have to sell some players in January to balance those books. Um, so that'll be another one to worth keeping an eye on. But yeah, Everton, you know, this is their kind of seeing a bit of light on the pitch. Um, could well come back and shoot him in the ass, couldn't it? And the ginger nutsack. It's all against the ginger nutsack himself, but that was really good. But I don't know. I I, I, I don't understand it. But you know what? I, I think we should maybe come back down south since we've spent a lot of time in the north. Well, I was thinking if we could, because I know that there's a really exciting new segment we want to do in the show this week with a really, really new catchy jingle we've got. So um, we're going to cover from now on um, every so often, not every episode, but a Champions League segment, are we? Um, so I think we've got a really, really good jingle which we've paid a lot of money for, haven't we, for the Champions League segment. So if we want to play that now, that will be great. The Champions! <laughs> Welcome to Football Ranter Champions League. Um, this is our new little segment dedicated to the Champions League um, that we want to talk about. I'm sure you know you can appreciate the effort and the money and the time we spent in our jingle, so please do listen to this. Um, Champions League last week was match day three, as they call it. Um, what stood out for you in the Champions League last week, gentlemen? Let's go to you first, Q. Um, well, Arsenal Sevilla was quite good. I, uh, it's a good game, that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, a friend of mine had a bet on at the same time, which was, and uh, this mate is an Arsenal fan as well, and they had a bet on uh, every Champions League uh, game <laughs> that evening. Each team would get a corner in each half. And anyway, right. the only team that didn't have a corner in the first half was Sevilla. So I'm like texting them at the same time, going, oh, <coughs> come on, Arsenal, just throw the ball out so they can have a corner. And then Arsenal like went on the break, didn't they, after that Jesus turn, and uh, and they, they go up the other end and score what's an absolutely brilliant goal. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of them where it was like, I'm not sure how to feel about that. <laughs> it was just like, oh my god, gambling has has, has ruined football. Who yeah. knew? <laughs> Who knew that would happen? I mean, you know, um, I mean, I'm not going to come into the gambling things, but yeah, I, I mean, that was an interesting bet. And to be fair, that I would have thought that was quite a safe bet, actually, but. You know, obviously not, but um, I'm, that might be something to look out for the next one. Uh, there was some good games, though, um, on the channel. Yeah. And I think there has been some very tight games and more surprising than not. Um, the thing that I think stood out for me the most, uh, and again, don't want to go back to it, was around the Man United-Copenhagen game. Um, and it wasn't so much what happened on the pitch, it was what happened after. Did you see the hoo-ha in regards to Garnacho's tweet after the game? Have you looked into this? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the is this the uh, he put a tweet with two gorillas for an army? Yeah. So like, obviously we've spoken about racism and how much we detest it and that after. So just wanted to kind of get your opinions on that. I mean, what? A, I mean, afterwards that you know um, the FA have been investigating into Garnacho's social media yeah. post in which he used gorilla emojis over a picture of Andre Onana's penalty. Onana did post on his on his Instagram. People cannot choose what I should be offended by. I know exactly what Garnacho seven meant: power and strength. This matter should go no further. Um, that's what Onana said, which fair enough for him to come out and back his teammate. But you look at the tweet, and it is literally a picture of of Anana yeah. with his colleagues around him and yeah. just two gorilla emojis. Yeah. I don't think that's right, no matter if he took offence to it or not. Yeah. Because if he didn't take offence, great. I'm sure many people did and I thought that was bang wrong. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Like Whoever his agent is or his media team are, they should be fucking at this. Uh, what's wrong with him putting a strong arm and a, and, exactly. and a light yeah, that's power and strength, you know, like a little lightning bolt, a little battery and whatever. Like, you know, ultimately that can be. And if you go back to, again, what I've said before in the past is what, um, and it's not me being pretentious in any way, but you look at that picture of uh, Bukayo Saka and what they did with that, which is very, you know, um, on there. I know he probably didn't mean mm-hmm. it at all. Offence in any way whatsoever, but it can be construed in totally the wrong way and destroy what is actually a very talented player's career for me exactly so very stupid thing to do shouldn't have fucking done it stop it you know don't do that however i don't think that the uh the, the fa should be talking yeah you know, they should be talking to him saying stop it don't do this or at least the club should right um and and, and kind of move on because if anana's come out and said i'm not offended by it i know what he meant he isn't being an arsehole then then hey you know i, I think you have you have to kind of um respect him for that yeah, respect to Nana. Garnacho needs words. I mean, they all have these player liaison people or they all have their own agents. Someone needs a word. I don't get what was going through his mind at that point, thinking that that was a good idea. But, uh, but yeah, that was an awful... I mean, it's a good save, but that was an awful penalty as well, by yeah. the way. Oh, the fuck last you, game. Copenhagen. You had one fucking job to do. Put it in the back of the fucking net. Fuck's sake. You know, it would have been nice United not winning in their first three Champions League games as well, wouldn't that it? That would have been would've very, been very funny. That would be very. The tweets I would have been able to actually read out would be so much better. But no, you fuck it up, Copenhagen. Consider yourself told. <laughs> I've spoken on that. Oh, Q, anything? Um, sorry, Chapo, anything from you that stuck out for the Champions League? Um, yeah, for me, it's the Celtic game. But two, for me, two, it's right? actually the Celtic game. 2-2 two, two, two in the end. Un- unfortunate, but fuck me, Atletico Madrid, Celtic, and it's 2 2. Oh, you got to love that. And they were ahead, they were, the Celtic were ahead for a long, long time. So respect to those guys for that. Great game um, in there. Obviously, an absolutely brilliant game, but but my God, to hold, you know, Madrid to 2 to 2 draw, mm, that was my favourite, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I. I didn't watch the Celtic game. I've got a soft spot for Celtic, as we all know, but um, with the Irish family background. But I didn't watch the Celtic game because the first two Celtic games were just absolute dross. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, let's face it, Atletico is just going to absolutely hump them. And uh, no, they were they took the lead twice and it was like, what the fuck? You, you and me were watching Newcastle against Dortmund, weren't we? First, first loss of the first loss as well, wasn't it for for Newcastle? So that was I mean, it it wasn't just raining there, was it? 
it was like no one. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like there, there was, was uh, there was a bunch of Geordies down at the Gallagher end, fucking building an arc. It was yeah. like, I oh, know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I got a drown, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were using. Yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy, crazy. That was that was a good game. That Dortmund game was actually, yeah, the Newcastle game was very good. But as I say, and I think it's affected their form as well. If you have a look at the way they're playing at the minute, it's actually that game has affected their form. Um, which is, so I think it's going to be an interesting game when we go up to see them um, on Saturday. And of course, you know, I think that when we look at the Arsenal game, for instance, um, I think we played out of our skin against Sevilla. I, I really do. really think we played particularly well. Um, and, and that Gabriel Jesus goal was just the, uh, sorry, the pass for, yeah, the, the, the pass in for um, Martinelli. Martinelli's been playing like man possessed at the minute. Just, just love it. I what, actually what? think in that game, Declan Rice was amazing. He was everywhere, up and down that field, left, right, centre. He was all over that place. I mean, there was um, a tweet from Paddy Power after the Arsenal Seville game. I don't know if you saw it. We love Paddy Power, don't we? We love their tweets. No, they can sponsor us. Yeah, happy days, Pat. We, we give. We, to be fair, we give them enough shout outs. So yeah, like, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, they basically put um, as like as it. we know, uh, two thirds of the earth is covered by water. The third yeah. is covered by Declan Rice, which I quite liked. Mm. I thought that was quite, quite a yeah. nice little tweet, that was. Um, to well play Paddy Power as normal. We, we do look out for your tweets um, just, just to bring some joy to our lives. Um, so that was our inaugural Champions League segment. Cue Tone again. The Champions! <laughs> <laughs> We had to play it twice just to get the money worth of what, of what we paid. Listen, I put a lot of money into that. You know, you know put you a lot of money, Bomb. You know, Q, Q was put, you know, all of the, the time you spent with the agency putting that together. Exactly. And the musicians, the whole thing. Just just absolutely brilliant. I think it needs to be appreciated. Um, now, before we got into the Champions League, you wanted to head down south, didn't you, Chapo? I do. I want to go to my old stomping ground. I want to go to West London. Yeah. But not the West London that you're thinking right oh, now. I want to go to QPR. Oh, yes, yeah, they sat their manager, didn't they? As you know, yeah, Gareth Ainsworth, a.k.a. what's it, Wolf from the um, Gladiators, uh, <laughs> was, was fired this weekend, right? So there's a few choice ones that are coming out. And I'm sure everybody's got a few Chelsea tweets anyway that we want to go through. But... <laughs> I just fucking love this one, right? It's a kid. It's it's it's, it's a guy. <laughs> Sorry, it's a guy. I shouldn't laugh, right? Okay, serious. It's a guy called Sonny Boy. So it's at Sonny Sheps, right? And it just says Gareth Ainsworth is nothing but a greaseball. Fuck off out the club with your shit style of playing shit subs. That was just the. the, the... Right, and it said the, the, the other one that, the, on the back of that was a guy called James uh, Memmer, and that's James Memmer '88. And it said, "Best of all, fuck off, Gareth, Ainsworth, Gareth Ainsworth. You computer user, non-technical. We hate Ainsworth." Which I think it's a bit, a bit, um, a bit harsh, really. Um, you know, but I, I thought it's a, bit, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much, really. But it I does give, it QPR does, were like before, before. Um... Ian Bill went up to Rangers and then got sacked. They were doing all right yeah. under him, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might as well have been, to be fair. It might yeah. as well have been Ian Bill. Um, they were doing all right and then they're just going a bit downhill. I don't know. I don't quite know 
who could go in there and do a decent job. I mean, um, the, the, the people being linked to pretty random people who you you know not not many people would have heard about, but um, there's nothing potentially wrong with that. It's just that they're a decent club QPR. I've been down there a few times and watched them. Yeah. That fans are decent, the club's decent. Um, they deserve better, I think. But you know, but many clubs might disagree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that they were expected to do better because he was a bit of a club club legend, weren't he, Gareth Ainsworth for them? Yeah. Um, it's never nice to see that happen when you bring a legend back and things don't go to plan, um, as as quite often happens. So we'll we'll, we'll follow that with interest, indeed. But there's uh, yeah, there's another one for from from Rob. It's just Rob Dot. Rob yeah, Dot at, at, at Rob Star Ten Eighty Six. So is that QPR? Andre Dozzle, you thick lady flower. Yeah, exclamation mark. This discipline is out the window this season. Fuck off, Gareth Ainsworth. This shit typifies you as a player, which I thought was really quite harsh, really, to be honest with you. It's really, really quite harsh. I, I agree. Is that the one? Was that is that Jason Dazelle's son they're talking about? Is that the one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I know he plays and he was at Ipswich where Dazelle started. I'm pretty sure he did go to QPR. Yeah, I did see a couple of tweets that the fans are not very happy at at the way he's doing. Um, But that's a bit harsh. I think that's a little bit harsh. Um, Um, But, yeah, I I mean, that's one thing. But but staying in that that sort of... The area. area. I'm thinking the bottom of that table. Um, Without... uh, I managed to pick up a few from Rotherham United. So if oh, you don't mind, we love Rotherham. We love Rotherham. If you don't mind, I'm just going to, going to take you there because obviously Sheffield Wednesday beat them two 0 recently. Local derby, that one. That was a local derby. It's Rotherham United FC, and it got a little bit out of hand. I'm not going to lie to you. Right? It says uh, it just says Rotherham United tweeted out right uh, full time Sheffield Wednesday two Rotherham United nil. A Michael Smith brace seals defeat for the Millers, powered by the Turmeric Company. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck is at the Turmeric Company, right? However, it said so. I, I, there's one tweet. So following this, there's a whole thread. So stick with me on this very tweet. Just a quick up. one. That Turmeric cool. Company is the company set up by Hal Robson Carnu. That's it. Football, yeah. It was uh, Southampton, wasn't he? Fucked some knees. Red, Reading. Yeah. Oh, was it Reading? Yeah. And how the fuck? Yeah, but. How, what do you mean powered by? Powered by? It's powered by fucking X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It's not powered by some turmeric shit from some bloke with knackered knees selling some snake oil. Anyway, Alfie. Like, I, I, so this is one from Alfie, yeah? Right. <laughs> you can see Q's face. Right. At Al, 400X. Cheers for, cheers for the three points in Breads, XX. Right, John. So, so and then in retort, the mad dog John underscore Stubbins at John Stubbins one. Yeah, it says a deserved win, but two two very poor teams. League one next season. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was his tweet. I'm just sitting there thinking, what the fucking hell are you talking about, John Stubbins? Like, yeah, how boring? Do you fold your jumper before you have sex or something? You know what is it with this? Seriously, seriously. Like, you know, a deserved win, but two very poor teams. Fuck off, you fucking idiot. Um, In there. Um, (laughs) Anything else you want to add to that one? (laughs) Hang on, hang on. So, a tweet from Football Haven, right? It's a football, football, uh, football heaven, sorry, at football heaven. 
right? It says, uh, and it's the the new manager, right? Danny Rawl. Um, he says uh, Sheffield Wednesday manager. Got some interesting so got some interesting stats on Sheffield Wednesday. I said it's amazing to be part of this club. It's amazing to see on all fronts. New Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, to, uh, it's amazing to see all the fans, not the fronts. Um, uh, and it says new Sheffield Wednesday manager Danny Rawl after his side's two 0 win against Rotherham. <laughs> and if you watch the video itself of his interview, it's like he's he's like the whole face is blacked out. He's absolutely black. You can't see him. Someone's just come back and went, Are you in witness protection? <laughs> in there. Um and then again, so on, on the back of that is a guy called FPL Turf or at FPL Turf. He says, Really don't understand how Sheffield United have been so shit for so long um when they have a massive following. Why has nobody rich ever wanted to buy them? Or even half or even a half decent owner like ours at Burnley. Right, he said. So some interesting stats that he put up. So but I have an observation on that. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah, so Sheffield so <laughs> itself as as a place, I, I've I've is it's like shitting out a rope, right? <laughs> oh my you God. Have a really bad meal, and you just left it somewhere, and you've called it Sheffield. It's a fucking shithole. No one wants to go there. No one right. fucking wants. Can to I? Go can there. I just say that these Absolutely. are the expressed views of El Chapo. This is not. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> The, the expressed views of the football ranter. I'd just like to league. say I visited Sheffield a couple of times. I didn't have any problem when I went there. Now, Rotherham on the other hand, that's a shithole. But yeah. Sheffield I was all right with. Don't even get me started on fucking Blackpool. <laughs> so, so, so here's one, right? EFL tendencies from the weekend. How many, how many fans do you think went to the Watford game? Just have a think. Twelve. Yeah, they were under the age of 12, yes. That's, uh, oh, so realistically, let's go... I'm, I'm guessing it was small. Uh, yeah. 9,000. 20,000? Really? For Watford? Yeah. How many How many do you think went to the Burnley game? What, Burnley-Bournemouth? Yeah. Well, the stadium can only hold 10,000, so it's got to be no more than that. No, so I, th- I think this is, a, this is a slightly older tweet. 21,595, right? What? To Burnley, yeah, yeah. Yeah, check this out. What is that, 1943? No, 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 no. Seriously, these are tendencies for the EFL. Uh, Middlesbrough. How many people, I mean, apart from Anog, who, like, who and, and if you, if no one knows who Anog is, go back to like... Have we, like, have we, have we suddenly started working for the World Service and I'm not hang aware? On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just just hold in with me with this. 26, so how many... Sorry, 26,000 at Middlesbrough. Yeah, 135. How many how many fuckers do you think turned up for a Sheffield Wednesday um game? Managed to swim through the vat of shit that is um you know thirty thousand. Thirty-three thousand four hundred and thirteen. Thirty-three thousand unemployed fuckers turned up. Vat of shit. Let's just yeah, take vat- a moment to, to Oh my days. Um okay. the be- the best part, right? The best part, the best part. Uh, this is this is a, a a mess. This is where it all got. This next few tweets right epitomizes everything about this amazing fucking podcast that we do. So so there is a Sheffield United fan called Colin Hall. That's his fucking tweet. Hashtag at ultra underscore fox. Right, Colin Hall. Pitch invasions. Whether whether in celebration or malice can cause a health and safety hazard, as well as being a breach of the law. Should Sheffield Wednesday 
of all the clubs in, in, in world football really have to be reminded of the responsibility here. Now, first and foremost, fuck off, you boring prick. For even <laughs> fucking going there. For even fucking going there, right? But the best one is, like, you fucking get Colin Hall, you fucking massive turd. Danny, so Danny2605, at, we'll come back, right? Really good one. So at Turk underscore S8, right? He says, I bet you're a right laugh at parties, Colin. Right, right. Uh, then the, a guy called Joe Patrickson at Joe Patrickson Two, obviously uh, one behind the uh, heir to the uh, Patrickson clan. Colin, please do us a favour and piss off. And then all of a sudden, shit got really real for Colin. It all oh, Colin. starts to go very fucking downhill <laughs> real quick. I think it had already gone pretty downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd say currently he's part of the fucking Jamaican bobsleigh team. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, at Johnny L. So this guy called um, John, right? At Johnny L's, your poor wife. And Debbie. Oh, wow. <laughs> at, at Deborah Taylor 3. I think you're making a big fucking stride there, John, actually, to say that he's actually married. He says, <laughs> Oh, and you went there. Give it a bloody, bloody rest, you patronizing pillock. Debbie wasn't happen- happening. He said, no. Then St- at Stu, said at Stu13801. This is a very cuntish thing to put on Twitter. Ooh. I had to say that, right? I had to say that, right? Tom Walters at SWFCTW. Give it a rest, you melon. Like, you know, we do like a melon tweet, don't we? We do like a melon tweet. What yeah. I like about this right now is yeah. he's just said that's a very cuntish thing to put on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, we're reading it out. That's it. We're just <laughs> fucking bringing it. And then uh, Phil Cooper, or Coops as he's known, Phil Cooper Coops. 15. Yeah, Coops. Hanging in with yeah. Mr. Coops. Mr. Coops. He said, fuck off, Colin. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, fair enough. <laughs> and, uh, and Eden Illo, he said, how about fuck off, right? But the best one, the one that does it for me, right, is uh, BF Down, RN9, and I know I'm hogging the whole thing up here. He says, oh, do fuck off. You retard. So there we go. So I mean, I can't, I can't endorse the last one. But... No, I can't endorse the last one. No. But Colin got it good and hard, like good and hard. I mean, Colin did he? Did he? I think even Colin's mum turns his pictures around. I think so. I think so. I mean, just on the back of that, there's a couple of points I just want to quickly point out. Um, once again, if you are out there, the turmeric company, Hal Robson Carmu, I, I, you know, I, I think sponsorship might be beyond now. But if you do want to talk about things privately, I'm sure we can come to a deal. Uh, <laughs> you know. Get fucked with your snake oil turmeric. And on that note, if there is any snake oil companies out there, we'll give it a go. Yeah, we're okay with we, that. We are. We are shameless. Well, At the moment, we're pretty yeah. shameless. We we, uh, we we don't really mind. Um, oh, we'll take money just, from anyone. We'll we'll have a Saudi but, Arabian takeover and fucking think nothing of it. Hey, listen, we have got we've got to draw the line somewhere. All right, you know, <laughs> come on now, come on now. Now, listen, there was there was some stuff I did want to cover today. Content upload, go on, mate, go. On. Right, am I back now? Good. Sorry about that. Yeah. I think I'm obviously still overseas. Um, yes, I did want to cover a little bit about Accrington Stanley this week. But it a- Accrington take... Stanley? Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's going to take know, far you know. too long. I've got about 20 lots of tweets to read out. But Jesus to cut the long stories... That, I'm going to say just... that many Stanley fans. Well, I think they all tweeted, to be fair. Oh, God. I, all I'm going to say is I'm going to go for it next week. But in the meantime, have a little look into it. Um, their, man- their their owners basically come out and put the club up for sale via Twitter. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a legend. He's an mm. absolute legend, by the way. All I'm going to say already is if you can go and follow Andy H. Holt on Twitter, people, you two specifically, um, he Andy is... H. Holt. Yeah, at Andy H. Holt. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that, but all I want to say is he is brilliant. He literally applies to every single fan suite, usually not very well. Um, he has become possibly my favourite person to follow on Twitter. He's put the club up for sale. He's pretty much had a go at the managers. Um, and again, I can probably do about a 20-minute segment, so I'm not going to cover that. But um, as we are towards the end of the show, Dr Q, are we nearly on wrap-up time? Can I just check? We are. Right, so can I... Can I, can I as Chapo's just gone a bit of a rant and he's destroyed our, our followers in Sheffield, uh, Rotherham, Blackpool, we've ruined tonight. So we've alienated those three towns in the UK. Um, you know, just to point out, I'm only against Rotherham on that personally. I've got no problems with the other two. I'd like to just read yeah. out some. I don't. Some, some... I don't have any problems with them either, apart from Blackpool. I I have a burning I... grudge against Blackpool. <laughs> I've had a couple of decent weekends in Blackpool. I mean, it's been a while since I've been there. Um, right. Level the we'll fucking leave, place. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, there's a couple of little tweets on the lighter side I'd like to read out, if I may. Um, we haven't got time to do the good and the bad this week, um, but I will read out some of the funny stuff just very, very briefly. I've got some football-related, some non. Um, I think I'll start on the football-related and finish on the non. Uh, Roy Keane made a really good... Um, a quote this week. <laughs> it was on a show um, and he put, players have chefs now. They look after themselves. Three hours before the Crystal Palace Cup game, I had a kebab. A donna kebab! <laughs> which I just which I just <laughs> loved. Loved that, we're, yeah. We're keen. You, you know, always great. On the topic of food, um, there was a tweet that went out just after Wayne Rooney well, went, went to um, Birmingham as their manager. Yeah. I know, and I've seen that yeah. one. Go on, go on. Picture, a picture that was just um, said, he's loving Birmingham already, and the picture behind him was four nans for one pound. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's cheaper after price, really, isn't it? Um, one that I also like was from Aaron Catterson Reed at Read the Game, which I think is quite a decent little handle, yeah. nice. um, about Thomas Party. Thomas Party is basically the ice cream machine at McDonald's. When it works, it's amazing, but but it works less than half the time. Oh, that's, 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 that's I sorry. thought that was quite good. He, he can fuck off. <laughs> he can fuck off Sheffield Wednesday. Fuck off there. How about that? Oh, come on. Is it, I mean, it may be true, though, to be fair. Oh, yeah, it's totally true, but I'm not having <laughs> There was one I read out on the last show um, that didn't get recorded, but I thought it was so good, I wanted to read it again. Um, Drea at ABC Drea uh, just tweeted out, Bruh, Teletubbies is the most boring show on earth. To which Teletubbies updates replied, It won't be boring when your family finds you dead in the ditch. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking don't, don't mess with them boys. Don't mess with the Teletubbies. Teletubbies you, come... taking it to mafia level threats. <laughs> yeah. well, I think they're, they're, I think the Teletubbies who on the mean streets of Sheffield. By yeah. the same <laughs> Grand Theft, yeah, Grand Theft Tubby. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Grand Theft leads me on to my last one. Now this is nothing Winky's to on do. Smack now. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing to do with football. Nothing to do with the UK. But this is um, a post I saw 
um, there's a town in Illinois in America that's called Sandwich. Okay, yeah. Just Sandwich, Illinois. And they've recently changed their, their police um, cars because they were getting issues. So before they changed it, their police cars on the side said Sandwich Police, which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, but they wanted to update it because they were getting a lot of abuse, apparently. So instead of Sandwich Police, they just changed it to Police Sandwich. It I just thought was brilliant. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, thinking that was better. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, leave, I'll leave, I'll leave you this good one actually. There is actually a town in Miami, uh, no, in Miami. There's a town in Florida called um, Christmas. Mm. You can actually buy. You've got like there's a Christmas town hall the whole lot, um, and it was um, the the place of one of the most some of the most gruesome murders I've ever come across in all my life. There's a podcast that Q and I listen to, yeah. uh, and it was called it was called the Christmas Murders. Never fucking going there in my life. I can just imagine taking no. the um, kids there. No, just you know. No, it might sound really good, but trust me, very, very painful. It, Florida panhandle behavior. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, saying. I went to Miami. Thanks for telling. Well, you didn't tell me that before I went, did you? The least really dangerous things there are alligators. Yeah, exactly. At least you didn't say you was going to Christmas because I'd have warned you. You know, heads in plastic bags and everything. But hey, I'm going to leave you on that cheery note. <laughs> so on that bombshell, after we've discussed Teletubbies, Sheffield, police. Sandwiches, all sorts. Um, how do we find tonight? We're back to classic renter, lads. We feeling happy with that? The only way forward. Only way forward. Oh yeah. Q. Any any closing thoughts for for us and the and the listeners? If we've still got any listeners, that is after we're getting this far. Well, uh, I'd like to say a big thank you yet again for the people who are listening, and uh, tell your friends, and um, give us a little review. Five stars, doesn't matter what you say. You can say whatever you want. You say sandwich police, five stars. That'll do. Sandwich police, yeah. That'll do, yeah. Just And just to say, like, you know, um, we are actually really happy with how we're doing on the old ratings. They do matter. Um, I think when, when Chaffo last looked, because he's our man with the stats, we were 24 on sports-related podcasts in the UK, which Family I think pretty pretty amazing um and also well up there in america as well um and again to take us to that next level if you are enjoying it please the ratings do matter it'll help us get that little bit further also please you know share what we do as well share it with your friends share it with your colleagues also share it with people you hate to be fair yeah um <laughs> yeah. Especially especially those. Ones you hate. if you fucking hate someone let me know because i swear to god right i will fucking tell them <laughs> if they're from sheffield oh my god I will rip an orifice so fucking big you'll think the alien nest has just exploded. Do you know, um, I've had an idea. I think we've now. completely Probably. lost Sheffield, haven't we? <laughs> well, no, I thought of a redemption already, Q. I don't know, but I mean, I think we'll be fine, me and you. Yeah. So do you remember we were talking about that Christmas special? Yes. I think that maybe we should go to, up and up to a Sheffield Wednesday pub and do it. I think that would go down well. Fuck yes. Bring it on, fucking turds. This is, well, this is not a good idea. <laughs> so um, we'll do the reverse quiz. Yes. Football Renter special. Uh, this is how we're going to die. With our, with our jumpers that are being bought by each other in Sheffield. Fucking <laughs> even better. Oh, How's that all sound? is how we are going to die. At least you know, though. You know, we're going out to Sheffield. Say your goodbyes before we go. You know, I don't want to be... die in Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll be fine if they listen to this back. I mean, unless I'm not sure we will. <laughs> Unless we do some heavy editing and like 
We'll put in these fake Sheffield is wonderful. Like, over it, it might be all right. But again, just to clarify, I've got no problem with Sheffield. I think it's all right. I've got a big problem fucking Sheffield. Yeah. Um, other than talking about Sheffield, Chapo, anything you want to leave us with this week? As always, thank you to all of our fans, people listening. And um, genuinely, genuinely, we do this, uh, I think, as anger therapy for, well, mainly for me. Um, no, thank you to the fans. Thank you to everybody that's listening. All your reviews are really quite important. We're sorry if... Um, I'm not really sorry if I offend you, but, you know, I'll try and warn you at the beginning. Yeah, he's so, absolutely not sorry. Don't let him apologise, because he is not fucking sorry at all. I'm so fucking not sorry if I piss you off. Um, no, it, it is. It, we do do this. It, without your content, um, obviously, we wouldn't have a show. It'd just be me shouting at things randomly. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. had, that was how we found you in the street. Yeah, yeah. that's how Q found me in, in, yeah, wandering the streets. Of, that's uh, where we thought, oh, he'd be good for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> But no, it's, it's always to the fact, always to the people that, that listen. To our, uh, listen, to our guy in Belgium, to our, our Belgian listener that's there that keeps listening every week, please just reach out to us. I promise you, of all the people, I'm not going to be, no, I just want to know, how did someone from Brussels actually fucking pick this us lot up? And why do you keep listening? What is it about who you keep listening? Please email us in and let us know. Maybe, that's, that's it. maybe it's Enzo Schifo. <laughs> oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? it? Maybe it is. If it is you, Enzo, you can sponsor us. And if there is any current or former footballers listening, like obviously you should be, give us a shout. And again, if you do want any shout-outs, do continue to reach out to us and let us know. We'll happily give you a shout-out. Uh, if there's anyone in the Sheffield area that wants to come on and, and talk to old Chapo about how yeah. beautiful the city is, um, yes, we're happy to get you on board. Yes, on. Uh, if you're from Rotherham, don't bother. If you're from Blackpool, don't bother because Q but, won't be here. If, you, if you're from Rotherham, I'll fucking do a shout out for you. Fuck you, Sheffield. Fuck you. If you're from Rotherham, get on the WhatsApp, leave us a message. I'll read it out or just it or just send us a text. Like you've got the WhatsApp number. If you're from Sheffield, don't even fucking bother. Like you can't even you can't even spell anyway. Like what the fuck? So you can't even type anything. And yeah, and your accent's so shit, I can't even fucking understand you. Fuck off. Fuck off, Sheffield. Jesus. All sponsorship inquiries, please report to El Chapo. <laughs> And on that note. Anyway, lads, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Like I said, we had our little hiatus. We've had our little uh, international break. But we're back in, in full flow. Uh, and we will see you again next week. Take it easy. In our world today, you can have your say of pretty much anything. We all got the right to say what's shite at any time. We will read reviews, bad attitudes, complaints for you. Whether it's that or this, if there is a bliss, we will make sure we tell you what boils our pig.